0: The signs are there. No, we're not talking about a breakup, although I might get separated from that 50 to 1 ticket that I have on the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies to win the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. And truthfully, that was more made partially because it, the number looked real valuable and there is a path to it. Uh, and partially because, you know, if you're talking sports betting parlance, uh, there's the chance to what's known as hedge which means you could ask somebody to you know bet in the opposite direction and either you get a middle or you can come off that number a little bit and lock in a profit and i know we're getting into the weeds already to start the fast lane but there's also the logic that if if you're going to make any projection and again this is spoken by somebody who is just offering thoughts and advice now because uh, you know again no need to go all usher here in the fast lane with confessions. confessions i have not placed any sports betting wagers since giving up sports betting for lint last week a week or so ago but it doesn't mean we're not a you know able to offer our own thoughts and perspective like we try to do here in the fast lane and part of it is you've got to see a path for something to come to fruition and right now it's reasonable to see a path for the virginia tech lady Hokies to win an ncaa championship Now, do they have the best player in college basketball? No, that belongs to Iowa's Caitlin Clark. And they beat Virginia Tech. Close game, but Caitlin Clark showed why she is the best player in college basketball and certainly the most compelling in men's or women's college basketball as it stands right now. But there are other teams that uh, deservedly should be higher up on the odds board. The odds are getting shorter on South Carolina. They're at almost even money. Plus 125. You wager 100 bucks, you get 125 bucks back in profit. Iowa, they are the second shot, followed by LSU. Understandable. A lot of pieces returning from a team that won the national title last year. And UConn, a championship winning program we know with Gino Oriyama. But if there's anything, sports betting is actually in a really, it has been a service for women's sports because it has given people a path to find some level of interest in something they might not have otherwise cared to focus on. And look, you know me, I like just the general idea of elevating the profile of women's sports and appreciating it for what it is. It's different, whether it's women's tennis versus men's, women's golf versus men's golf, women's basketball versus men's, there are differences to it. But there's also some similarities. And one of those is that when you're a championship level program, I mean, you're going to win it, but a program that has a legitimate chance. There's certain key bonding traits that stand out about that. And one of those was echoed by Kenny Brooks after the win against Louisville this past Sunday in which the Hokies really controlled the game. And it's the fact that they knew that Louisville would shoot their proverbial best shot, and yet the Hokies were able to withstand that anyway.
1: We knew we were going to get their best shot. You know, they're very good and they're playing very well other than the Syracuse game. You know, they... they They've been able to finish a lot of those games. So um, really good win for us. I thought our kids were really connected today. They were, they were really connected. We had practice yesterday, and we were as efficient as I've ever seen us. And uh, they were really working like, knew what they wanted to do, came in very, very confident in our ability. So one of the keys,
0: and again, if, if you're a Virginia Tech fan, there's been reason to get excited about the women's basketball program, much like softball and baseball have provided those similar reasons the last couple of years. Virginia they obviously get it with baseball run to the college world series last year and in prior seasons and men's lacrosse they've won a couple national championships now back-to-back COVID year separated them but still back-to-back under Lars Tiffany so you know both these programs have some of those uh, other areas where you can get excited and I, I understand that there's a sector of Virginia Tech fans where it was a punchline at UVA that Virginia won all those other championships but didn't get one in basketball certainly that went by the wayside in 2019 but to win a championship, one of those is withstanding the opponent's best shot. In other words, you've got a target on your back, and yet you're still good enough to go through with that and to still find a way to win in spite of that. Part of that's because past experiences, which again, not every team that wins the championship is going to be able to rely on that. And in fact, in men's basketball more than women's, there's so much turnover with the best talent off and leaving that it's really hard. To bring a lot of key pieces back. UConn this year is the exception, even though they got blown out at Creighton last night. But for the most part, there's turnover. That's not really the case in women's basketball. If you think about it from an economic standpoint, and we know it's always wise to look at things from the lens of Kenny Powers,
2: dollar, dollar bills, y'all
0: are much more prevalent in women's college basketball, especially with endorsement deals and NIL opportunities and schools that want to compensate them. And I'm, again, I'm all for that. I think it has made the game great and better. But you can always make more money by sticking around in women's college basketball than men than, than by going pro. Whereas in men's, you know, it may be similar on your rookie contract, but the second contract in women's basketball is not great in the WNBA. It clearly is fantastic in men's basketball, as we often cite with Virginia men's basketball players who've gotten to that second contract in the NBA. Trey Murphy III coming up, DeAndre Hunter, Malcolm Brogdon, and others. But past experience goes into this. And when you've got it, It means you've seen things, you've been in environments before, and you're not intimidated by that either.
1: The crowd, obviously 12,000 people here. I really think what they've been through in the last year uh, has helped prepare them for this uh you know we went to seattle and played an arena just like this went to uh dallas played an arena like this we had the game in charlotte uh this year where it was 15,000 people and uh and so they were they were really connected to where the crowd wasn't going to be a factor and you get off to a good start and you start shooting the ball well uh you control the narrative and we were able to keep them out of it by
0: having past experiences in all the environments that kenny brooks outlined after the win against louisville The Hokies were not intimidated on Sunday when they had to go to Louisville. And it clearly showed they controlled that game from start to finish in a 16-point victory in shooting almost 73% through the first three quarters. Then there are other parts to this as well. And with success, it actually, I would say, even gets more challenging through success and everybody's smelling their own roses or players who don't know how to handle adversity and they're used to being the star... Before they get to a program, then they have to fall in
1: line. And that's the art... Of knowing your role. What's going on now is everyone is, is morphing into their role. They're understanding what's needed of them when it's needed. And uh, we had a couple games where we didn't really shoot the ball well. And it kind of, you know, it didn't allow us to bust, bust open games.
0: But then...
1: Everyone understands what they're need, what's needed of them. And uh, they're stepping up and doing it in a, in a fashion that allows us to, to have that chemistry. You know, if we can continue on, I, I think that we can be a hard out.
0: Everybody's stepping up and figuring that out. Well, that doesn't generally happen until a season progresses, and it can go one of two ways. You know, we'll use men's basketball as a comparison for this, but the North Carolina Tar Heels, we've got three years of sample size now with a number of key players that have been at North Carolina during this tenure. Again, the value of NIL. Previously, a guy like Armando Bacop might have gone pro, but his game is better suited for college, and he'll get paid at Carolina, and he has, and he's stuck around and stuck around and stuck around. But they've had R.J. Davis, they had Caleb Love for a couple of those years, but it's knowing your role and embracing your role. Carolina wins the national championship, or almost wins the national t- championship, losing to Kansas uh, as Baycott you know, got injured in foul trouble late in that game two years ago. But that Carolina team, they struggled to a point, but they started to buy in and embrace their roles. Last year, everybody struggled to do that, and it's kind of the dual-edged sword of Caleb Love. You know, It's like if you're going to bet on Arizona men's basketball – to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, do so with caution. Because on the one hand, it seems valuable, given the talent and skill set that Tommy Lloyd has there, to have them at about 12-1 to odds right now. They're not the favored; They're behind UConn, Purdue, and Houston. But the flip side is, is there's always that question there of understanding your role. Well, that problem's gone from Carolina this year. They lose the upside, so maybe it cost them in March. But it also has shown that they know their role right now, and they've been one of the best teams and the ACC. More on the heels, by the way, coming up later this week in the Fast Lane with former Carolina star and current analyst Joel Berry, the th- the Joel Berry the third and Andrew Jones of Tar Heel Illustrated. So it's knowing your roles. You know your role, you've been there in prior environments, and you've got the connectivity that Virginia Tech has had, including uh, playing with the right purpose and the right mindset. But then here's the other one that a championship team generally has, and a team that's capable of winning a championship. And that's the ability to win in multiple ways. Which, again, if you've got that skill set, it becomes so challenging. Most of the men's basketball teams have shown an ability a bit to win multiple ways. UConn last year, Villanova during their heyday, heck, even Virginia when they won the championship. I, yes, we all understand the luck they got, but the, those teams could do something this current iteration of Virginia men's basketball cannot do, and that is they can win with offense in certain spots and win with defense. And sometimes it's blending those two together to keep up with other teams but stay defensively engaged and come up with stops when it matters most. And and the ability to win multiple ways. Right now, this is a Virginia Tech women's basketball team that they've been battle-tested over the course of the ACC women's basketball season, and they've clearly shown, as Kenny Brooks is right to reference, after that win against Louisville,
1: They can win in multiple ways. I'm very proud because um, everybody tries to take away certain areas of our game, and now they've been able to step in and and counter that and and react to that. And when you have that makings and you're not just a one trick pony. You can be a very dangerous basketball team. You're not just a one-trick pony. I mean, that's a glorified way of saying
0: that you can win in multiple ways. And all of that right now, Trey, is why this is not a flash in the pan for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies. And again, we've outlined the teams that are ahead of them and the four that are easily, deservedly ahead of Virginia Tech on the odds board to win the Women's Basketball Championship. South Carolina, almost even money. Again, they've got pedigree. They've got the resources, the skills. They've proven it all with Dawn Staley. They're still the standard bearer. Iowa with Caitlin Clark, LSU defending champs, and UConn with multi time championship coach Gina Oriyama. No fault on any of that. And I'm not saying Virginia Tech's on that level, but I think they can at least hang with those type of teams for the reasons we just outlined.
2: Yeah. I mean, they've already proven it. They, oh. Let me make sure my mic's completely on. Um, yeah, I think they can uh, do that. I mean, they played well against Iowa, a close game there, and then they played LSU pretty well um, for most of that game and just got away from them late. They, beat a top 10 team twice they just dominated the number 18 team in the country they're the best team and maybe the most deep conference in women's college basketball I would say they're the clearly the best team in the ACC and I would say depth wise they're better than every other league because you know obviously the two heavy hands in the SEC are obviously South Carolina LSU I was in the Big Ten with a couple of great teams. Throw in Indiana, Pac-12's got a couple of teams, but top to bottom, it looks like the ACC might be the deepest league, and they're clearly the best. And they also have two of the top fifteen best players in the country. At the end of the day, I mean, they're both Wooden War Ward. Uh, what is it? Semifinalist at this point? I don't know.
0: I mean, they might be finalists. We know who's winning it, in Caitlin Clark. But whatever, they've got We're, two players worthy of the discussion. yeah.
2: Caitlin Clark is going to win that award, but. Yeah, I mean, they they also might have the best center in the country. I mean, they do have the best center in the country. And then they also have maybe the second best point guard in the country.
0: Is this Virginia Tech's best chance to win a national championship in something other than bass fishing?
2: <laughs> sure. Um, this year, yeah, I mean, I think this is a real shot. They could win that. I mean, it all depends on the bracket. Um, and w- who they play. I think they're a three-seed in South Carolina's district. That's going to be difficult. but That's
0: according to projections right now. Yeah.
2: So, we'll see. I think if they win out, they'll be a one-seed so or a two-seed. So, they might avoid South Carolina. But we'll see. I think as, if these younger players keep emerging... It's it's not going to be because of George and Liz. It's going to be the rest. And if those players can provide reliable minutes, which they did against, which they're doing, and I think that, like I mentioned last time, this team is deeper than last year's team. At least it feels like Kenny Brooks, who has historically played with a short bench, it's just his style. Feels like she can he can rely on more ladies, and you have the fact that. Tech can play two centers at the same time right now is so big for this team because if they could have played two centers against LSU last year particularly in that fourth quarter they're playing Iowa in the national championship last year it's that simple Iowa the reason LSU won that game is their size and their ability on the boards <laughs> just won them that game at the end because Tech was up double digits heading into the fourth quarter, and his size just overmatched them. And that is the one thing that if Virginia Tech did win a national championship, they added size in the transfer portal. They added size as a freshman with Claire Strack. They, this team is bigger than it was last year. And I think that is ultimately what's going to propel them to the national championship.
0: More on this with Debbie Antonelli. She'll talk some men's and women's basketball. 530 or so today here in the Fast Lane. We'll get her perspective as she has called men's and women's basketball games for the ACC and has seen plenty of our teams, Tech and UVA, uh, from our neck of the woods at least, fairly recently. But we've touched on the Virginia Tech women's basketball team. Um, If you like somebody or some team that. of embodies the old school approach and you touched on this a moment ago Trey about how the ACC may be the deepest conference in women's college basketball Virginia is actually a real test case to that because this is a Virginia team that they're in the bottom half of the standings in women's basketball but they've at least fought teams hard they made Virginia Tech earn it in their meetings earlier this year. They've got the upset win at home against North Carolina. They've also played Syracuse this past weekend pretty close to the wire. It's just a matter of learning how to do things the right way. And it's fascinating to follow what they've said, but Coach Mox is one thing, to say something like this about the need to be more urgent.
2: When our urgency kicked in and our competitiveness, we looked pretty good in the second half, so we just got to,
0: again, put together a 40-minute game. But here's the other part. Coach Mox mentioned that, it, it just generally, and whether you're a women's basketball fan or not, whether you're a UVA fan or not, if you like old school coaching, and it's harder than ever to do this, and I'm not saying go all Rick Pitino scorched earth on your players, kind of ironic because he recruited like the majority of that roster at St. John's. But if you're going to coach hard, you can do it if the players sense that you genuinely love and care about them as a coach. And it's harder to BS your way through it than ever before because players can see it and they value that and they're gonna bail more frequently, you know. And I'm you know, a millennial if you wanna call me that, at age thirty-eight. But people of my age group and certainly younger you know you don't want to be insulted by that and the people that genuinely care and connect i think there are still plenty of people in this age group and demographic who can take hard coaching now it's on you to find those and understand what the definition of hard coaching is and if it's self-motivated or help the team motivated that is more important than ever before because if it's just self-motivated to grow as a coach and move on players can sense that and they too can leverage you and move on themselves and that's where the challenge has gotten bigger but another is is evidenced by who backs that up. And Sam Brunell, transferred in from Notre Dame a couple of years ago, she echoed Coach Mox about the value of slow starts and practice, and what you do behind the scenes carrying over to an in-game situation.
2: Throughout this whole season, we've kind of struggled, um, you know, a lot, just either starting games really well or starting the second half really well, and. We just haven't found consistency yet in being able to to do that, you know, every single game. And until we can do that, we're going to be in situations like this against great teams like Syracuse. So we got to work on that in practice, and um, you know, and it starts in practice. Like we were talking about this in the locker room, like we can't come to practices and start out slow either. Sometimes we'd be starting slow, and if we continue to do that, it's just going to trickle into games. So it's got to be consistency outside of just the games too.
0: So I mean, look, what, whether you're a women's sports fan or not, and I know there are plenty of people that are out there or not. Although I, I can't imagine too many. Of them listen to the fast lane regularly because we'll talk women's sports and men's sports if there's enough of a local angle and a good enough storyline out of it but you know, regardless of it you know it's ironic too because a lot of cases the people that bemoan women's sports getting coverage are the people that like the old- school approach yet you've got a lot of old-school approaches like coach Mox in Charlottesville and will conveniently overlook and acknowledge that fact even though there's clearly evidence from coaches and players about that including another one we mentioned Sam brunell but cam taylor from the uva program she's another transfer by the way who came in and had her choices and again younger generation people think they don't lean into hard coaching they'll lean in to hard coaching if they actually believe what you can do can benefit them and they buy into what you're selling in terms of you actually caring about something other than yourself and i know that may sound nebulous but i mean whether it's men's coaching women's coaching or other sports there are plenty of people in that profession whose focus is What can I do to better myself as a coach? And how can I masquerade that with players? And it's hard to do in individual sports where you're an independent contractor as a coach. But it's now become more hard in team sports because players can treat you in a similar manner. So you have to back that up with actions as well as talk. And Cam Taylor got to the dual edge side of that. Coaches have to do it, but players do as well.
2: I mean, we know what we're capable of, but we just got to show up. We just got to do it. Um, I know we say it a lot time and time again, but... At the end of the day, we just got to do it. We just got to show up. I mean, we know what type of team we can be. Obviously, the fight is there, but I'd rather be in a position you know, to be up instead of having to fight and crawl out of a hole. So just trying to make sure that we're working hard in practice, um, you know, letting it translate to the game, like Sam was saying, talking about how we got to you know, start out like we usually do um, in practice and just translate it to the game. Um, and yeah, just kind of stop talking
0: about it and just do some action. I mean, look, that's part of it, and obviously you have to actually do it, but at least you're willing to acknowledge that it's a big step in the right direction. Much like we're going to acknowledge it, our idea of the Fast Five at Five-ish in the first segment was a good idea, but not really practical as the discussion continued to wear on. By the way, keep your thoughts coming. Trey Lyle Trey Lyle VT and Fast Lane Edlin. You okay? I was trying to swallow a little water, and, well... Apparently, I'm having difficulty doing the simple tasks today. A little less talk for me, Trey, and a little more action here in the fast lane when we return. Debbie Antonelli, then we will get to the Fast Five at 5-ish. Speaking of bad basketball, oh, you could argue the NBA All-Star game fits that mold. Plus, other big developments in the world of football and your feedback. You've already dropped some. Fastlane Ed Lane, and Trey Lyle VT on the socials. Keep it coming as we're back after this on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.